Welcome to the History of North America. I'm Mark Vinette. In this episode, we continue discovering the United States, Canada, and Mexico's ancient pre-Columbian cultures and civilizations as we move ever closer to the arrival of Europeans on the continent. Join me as we explore major, fascinating, pre-contact indigenous societies that flourished far from the oceans that bound North America. The pre-colonial period incorporates the history of North America before the appearance of significant European influences on the continent, spanning the time of the original settlement by the first arrivals to European colonization. Many pre-colonial civilizations in North America were marked by permanent settlements, cities, agriculture, civic and monumental architecture, major earthworks, and complex societal hierarchies. Long before the first Europeans arrived, there were some 500 nations already in North America. They blanketed the continent from coast to coast, from the Gulf of Mexico to the Arctic. There were tens of millions of people speaking over 300 languages. Many of them lived in beautiful cities, among the largest and most advanced in the world. The various indigenous cultures collectively termed mound builders were prehistoric inhabitants of North America who, during a 5,000-year period, constructed various styles of earthen mounds for religious, ceremonial, burial, and elite residential purposes. These included the pre-Columbian cultures dating from roughly 3,500 B.C. to the 16th century A.D. and living in regions of the Great Lakes, the Ohio River Valley, and the Mississippi River Valley and its tributary waters. Having yet to find evidence of any written language, research and study of these cultures and peoples has been based mostly on archaeology and anthropology. The Cahokia Mound State Historic Site lies in southwestern Illinois, directly across the Mississippi River from modern St. Louis, Missouri. This historic park contains about 80 mounds, including Monk's Mound, roughly the same size at its base as Egypt's Great Pyramid of Giza. A series of large timber circles located near Monk's Mound is thought to be a solar calendar, capable of marking equinox and solstice sunrises and sunsets for the timing of the agricultural cycle and religious observances. Similar to England's Stonehenge, the Cahokia Woodhenge has been used to investigate archaeoastronomy. Annual equinox and solstice sunrise observation events are presently held at the reconstructed site. Cahokia became the most important center for the people known today as Mississippians. At its apex around 1100 AD, Cahokia covered 6 square miles or 16 kilometers and included 120 man-made earthen mounds in a wide range of sizes, shapes, and functions, such as elaborate burial practices. At this time, its population of over 20,000 may have briefly exceeded contemporaneous London. The site was eventually abandoned around 1300 due to environmental degradation factors, such as overhunting, deforestation, flooding, and possibly diseases, political collapse, and warfare. Cahokia was the largest and most influential urban settlement of the sophisticated Mississippian culture 
which developed advanced societies with elaborate trading networks across much of what is now the central and southeastern United States, spanning eight centuries to the arrival of the first Europeans. The ancestral Puebloans, or Anasazi, were an ancient Native American culture that spanned the present-day Four Corners region of the USA, comprising southeastern Utah, northeastern Arizona, northwestern New Mexico, and southwestern Colorado. With roots dating back 9,000 years, they are best known for their immense complexes and unique architecture of 14 centuries ago. In their day, these ancient towns and cities were usually occupied by multi-storied and multi-purposed buildings surrounding open plazas and viewsheds. They were inhabited by hundreds to thousands of ancestral Pueblo peoples. These population complexes hosted cultural and civic events and infrastructure that supported a vast outlying region hundreds of miles away linked by elaborate transportation roadways. They lived in a range of structures that included small family pit houses, larger buildings to house clans, grand pueblos, and cliff-sided dwellings for defense. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The Ancestral Puebloans possessed a complex network that stretched across the Colorado Plateau, linking hundreds of communities and population centers. They were avid watchers of the sky and held a distinct knowledge of celestial sciences that found form in their architecture. Mesa Verde National Park is located in Montezuma County, Colorado, on a broad elevated flat plateau with cliff-like sides. The park protects some of the best-preserved ancestral Puebloan architectural sites in the United States. With more than 5,000 sites, including 600 cliff dwellings, it is the largest archaeological preserve in the country. Mesa Verde is best known for structures such as Cliff Palace, arranged so that the houses themselves formed a defensive wall. It is thought to be the largest cliff dwelling in North America. The Mesa Verdeans mastered their environment and lived in harmony with the landscape. They survived using a combination of hunting, gathering, and subsistence farming of crops such as beans, squash, and maize or corn. They built the Mesa or Plateau's first Pueblos sometime after 650 AD, and by the end of the 12th century, they began to construct the massive cliff dwellings for which the park is best known. By 1285, following a period of social and environmental instability driven by a series of severe and prolonged droughts, 
they abandoned the area and moved south to locations in Arizona and New Mexico. Between eighty nine hundred and eleven fifty, Chaco Canyon, located in northwestern New Mexico, was a major center of cultural and spirituality for the ancestral Puebloans. Chacoans quarried sandstone blocks and hauled timber from great distances, assembling fifteen major Pueblo complexes that remained the largest buildings ever built in North America until the nineteenth century. Evidence of archaeoastronomy at Chaco suggests that many Chacoan buildings may have been aligned to capture the solar and lunar cycles, requiring generations of astronomical observations and centuries of skillfully coordinated construction. Climate change is thought to have led to the emigration of Chacoans and the eventual abandonment of the canyon, beginning with a 50-year drought commencing in 1130. Chaco Culture National Historic Park hosts a concentration of pueblos. Containing the most sweeping collection of ancient ruins north of Mexico, the park preserves one of the most important pre-Columbian cultural and historical areas in the USA. The sites are considered sacred ancestral homelands by the modern-day Hopi and Pueblo people, who maintain oral accounts of their historical migration from Chaco and their spiritual relationship to the land. Next time, we will explore the first of many famous and celebrated Mesoamerican civilizations, the Olmecs, as we advance ever closer to the arrival of Europeans on the continent during the Great Age of Exploration. Check out the YouTube version of this episode, which has accompanying visuals, including maps, charts, timelines, photos, and diagrams. Please consider supporting our History of North America series in the following ways. Join our Patreon. We offer lots of membership benefits, including artworks and books. I have authored many historical fiction and nonfiction books, including exciting international historical mystery and suspense thrillers. One of the main characters in my Denari novel series is a young woman named Andalusia, who has Mexican ancestral connections. All my books are available in print and digital format on Amazon. If you shop Amazon for books or anything else, make sure to use our link so Amazon knows who sent you, thereby giving us extra credit with no supplemental cost to you. All links appear in this episode's description and on our website at markvinet.com. Join me again next time and spread the word to family and friends. And don't forget, all positive ratings, reviews, feedback, and comments are appreciated and help attract more people to this series. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art 
inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.